Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local, the Stay Home Sessions podcast series. Uh, this is Kevin Deers, and, and uh, thank you very much for tuning in to another one. Right now, I'm talking to a guy named Ilya Ignatov, and uh, he is an uh, incredible musician. I've been playing a couple songs from him on Loud and Local and uh, got in touch with him via Facebook, so uh, social media for the win again. Uh, Ilya, for, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, uh, so where are you right now? What part of uh, Washington State uh, am I am I calling you f- or you calling me from, uh, like, Seattle or, or Everett? Or where are you I at? I want to say Seattle, but uh, I guess proper, it's Mill Creek. Okay. Right on, man. So uh, how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing right now? Uh, are, do you have to go to work still? Are you staying at home? Are you? Uh, how are you staying sane and, and safe and busy? Yeah, so professionally, I teach guitar, so I'm a music teacher, and I'm a music director at School of Rock in Bellevue. Nice. So I've been working from home, just teaching remotely, doing MD duties, and working from home has been keeping me rather sane. Yeah, so is that anything you've ever had experience with before, was like doing like video lessons, or or did you just kind of have to learn on the fly? I've had experience with it a little bit before, but, you know, you have to get creative in situations like this, so, yeah. And and I'm sure uh, kids appreciate it too because they've probably got you know. And I, I know that you teach people that are um, you know aren't kids and whatnot, but uh, mainly when I think about School of Rock, I think about you know uh, some of the kids, and I'm sure that they've got a lot of energy and and a lot of creativity they need to unleash because you know they're stuck inside too. So it's got to be kind of rewarding. Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, so tell me a little bit about that, and um, how long have you been involved with the School of Rock? Because that is, uh, that's not something we talk about too much on Metal Shop but, and, and Loud and Local, but that's a, like a huge part of the local music community is, uh, is teaching uh, through the School of Rock, and, and there's many different locations, whether it be in the suburban parts of Seattle or Seattle proper. Uh, how long have you been involved with School of Rock, and uh, tell me a little bit about getting involved there. Yeah, I've been involved with the school for about five years. Awesome. I took over as a music director after Woody, who's actually the guitarist for Zoth. Oh, yeah. Uh, after he left the school. And, um, you know, I just always like being around music, and I like, you know, teaching it to kids. So I, I'm always excited to be part of that. 
Uh, what have uh, been some of your fun uh, experiences about teaching? I know the the bands uh, they do these uh, like showcases. One time I saw uh, kids doing Black Sabbath. One time I saw them doing like punk covers of uh, classic late seventies punk bands. Uh, what what are some of the more fun uh, things that you've taught some of the kids? Uh, the current season right now is the most fun one that I've been teaching. It's just the corona or you know the plague had to get in the way. Right now they're doing. Ozzy versus Dio. Nice. Dream show. Yeah. What, uh, okay, so are you, uh, I, I would assume you're probably an Ozzy era Black Sabbath, or, or are you more of a Dio era Black Sabbath guy? I like both for different reasons. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, they're totally different. You know, the dynamic mm-hmm. is just very different. I, I definitely will say that, uh, you know, Dio era Black Sabbath is often overlooked and, and kind of maligned, but it's, it's a good era. Yeah, totally. So let's uh, let's go back with you, man. Um, when did you first start playing guitar? Did, did you take lessons uh, from from uh, older gentlemen? Or did you did you learn from someone in the community, or did you teach yourself? Um, a little bit of all three of those. Uh, my parents are professional musicians. So oh wow, awesome! I've kind of learned secondhand through them, and actually didn't really want to pursue music to start with. You okay, know, my parents just kind of talked me into it. And, uh, and then eventually yeah. just through learning video game songs, that's kind of how I started, you know. Really? Music. Yeah. So were you like a big time gamer and you, you were just, uh, what, what, when was that? Um, Around like my, you know, early teens. I wanted to be a game designer. Then oh, cool. I stumbled upon cool guitar solos and Super Smash Brothers songs and then started learning those and eventually just kind of, you know, branched out and started being a guitarist altogether. That's awesome. And uh, did you start projects? Did you start a band with anyone, or have you just been solo? I've done solo stuff. I've toured with several bands before, um, with uh, Ghost Ship Octavius. They're awesome. With, yeah. Um, yeah. Symphony North, it's like a Christmas metal thing. Okay. And I just play in some cover bands every now and then, but basically do music full-time, so I wouldn't say I'm committed to any particular band, but you know, as far as a craft, I just stick to my solo stuff. Right on, man. And, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so did, uh, did you ever like get super, super into like shred guitar? Was there a certain time where, where like you just got super into that stuff, like Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, or who were some of your influences as far as guitar? Oh yeah. Those guys. So, uh, Steve Morse, he's one of my biggest influences, uh, Steve Vai and Joe Satriani, um, the whole G3 crew, you know, yeah. I was all over that when that was a thing. And uh, just the new modern guys today, David Max and Mitich. I don't know if you know who that is. He's I don't. Composer. You're schooling me. Yeah, he's one of my uh, all-time favorite musicians. He's like a modern-day prince. He, he plays guitar, plays you know keys. Okay. Uh, but he's a great writer. Awesome, man. It seems like there's uh, also kind of um, been a movement with, you know, a lot of um, kind of uh, more instrumental stuff like Animals as Leaders and, and Tosin Abasi and, and, and some uh, bands like that and uh, Polyphia, uh, kind of a, you know, in, interesting take on, on a guitar-centered, um, you know, heavy music, but also very you know, kind of beautiful-sounding uh, things. What was, the, uh, what was the first time you ever performed live? Do you, can you bring me back to that time? See, first time I performed live, um, depending on whether it's music or theater, I'd say the first time I performed live was when I was around eight. Or really? actually younger than that, probably six. Okay. Um, and that was guitar? Uh, I, was, um, I was just doing plays. Oh, okay. I also, you know, yeah, played yeah. woodwind instruments. Okay, awesome. 
and uh, right on, man. And, and uh, do, are you currently playing concerts? Well, obviously, no one's currently playing concerts uh, with the uh, you know the state of the world. But uh, you know, under current circumstances, uh, regularly, would you be playing concerts or uh, you know? Yeah, regularly, I'd be playing shows on weekends um, with you know uh, one of the main bands that I play with is Makes McLean. Okay, uh, she's a country artist, so that's usually my weekend gig. Oh, that's awesome, man! So, aside from your solo um, playing, uh, your solo material and, and and posting that and creating that music, uh, how many other projects are you involved in? You don't necessarily need to, you know, shout them out or anything. But how many, uh, you know, if you would give them by name, uh, how many uh, different artists do you currently play with as a as a um, working musician and a, a hired gun per se? Usually, no more than two or three at a time. So. Right on, man. After that, it becomes difficult to balance. Is and is that something that uh, you just kind of? Um, how did you? Uh, how did you start uh, within that? Like uh, n- letting people know that you know you would uh, be a either a, a uh, <clears throat> studio or you know an active uh, touring uh, hired gun. Is that something that uh, you kind of need to to post about or uh, to just kind of get uh, in that community or to people just word of mouth? Yes sometimes it really depends on whether you're seeking it out or not when you're seeking it out yeah always posting about it you know basically advertising yourself sometimes it just seems to be more of a coincidence and you just kind of walk into a situation and then it turns into you know something else right on is aside from uh the stuff that we hear the more like uh, the stuff that we'll be playing from you. Is there another style of music that we might not, you know, necessarily we would ever like imagine you being really good at that you enjoy playing? Um, classical music and uh, flamenco guitar specifically. Nice. And and uh, is that something that uh, you had a, a knowledge base on, or did you uh, just just teach yourself that? How how did you get into those styles? Um, well, with my family's schooling, uh, basically we're all classically trained. Awesome. And uh, flamenco is kind of uh, something more that rubbed off on me from my dad. He was bored with – my dad is also a big shredder, but he got bored with it eventually. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to do acoustic stuff now. And then he got into that whole rabbit hole. Right on, man. So uh, we're actually going to go into a song from you right now. Uh, this is a song called Moon Dragon. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about this song and where can people can find it online? Um, it can be found online on my band camp, on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. And the song is just, you know, a cheery old instrumental. Nothing more I can say about it. Fair enough. Here's Moon Dragon by Ilya Ignatov. It's loud and local on The Rock.
That was Moon Dragon here on the Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Uh, talking to Ilya Ignatov. He is a uh, instrumental musician here in Seattle. Uh, he does solo stuff. He plays uh, around with some other bands, and and uh, he he is a uh, work for hire musician, which is really really cool. Uh, this dude is a, he's a shredder for sure. But he also you know he's talking about uh, some flamenco and classical guitar music. Uh, as far as like uh, metal and stuff, what uh, did you? Uh, what got you into like metal? And 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 uh, and uh, shredding and, and and those bands. Like, what was your first uh, kind of look into that world? You know, funny you should ask. Uh, my first exposure to metal was actually something rather dark, but it was pretty interesting to me at the time. I was probably around five or six years old, and my uncle he had uh, videos of a band called Dima Borger, which are of course, yeah, metal band, yeah, and. I was being like a five-year-old. To me, that was just like a pretty terrifying thing, but also really cool. So yeah. I was just kind of running around the apartment, you know, with face paint and stuff, not even knowing what it was all about. To me, it just <laughs> sounded cool. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. Did you, uh, so are you still into, um, you know, stuff like that? More death metal, black metal and stuff? Or are you more? In- yeah, I'm pretty much into everything. I know everyone says that, but uh, my influences are pretty broad and I just overall include all of that in my listening diet okay well then let's uh, go a little bit further with that what are four albums and this could be across any genre uh, it could be a classical flamenco death metal black metal hip-hop whatever it is four albums of any genre that have uh impacted you in a positive way um one is let's see power slave by iron maiden yeah and rising force by ingo monstein Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, and let's see. Below three by David Max and Mitich. Gotta shout that one out. Okay. And let's see. Sorry for the pause. There. I gotta. Think no worries, that. man. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm. I. I didn't. Uh, you know, preview these questions or anything. So I put you on the spot, dude. Hmm. Um. Let's see. I want to go ahead and say uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Nice, dude. Classic. So the third one, I'm not familiar with. Uh, sell me on that. So it's uh, you mentioned Polyphia and Animals as Leaders. Mm-hmm. He's kind of from that uh, sphere. Okay. A little bit more uh, sonically diverse, you could say. Okay. But. Yeah, just a Serbian composer that is usually instrumental music, but there's a lot of guests that appear. Yeah, uh, Jeff Loomis, he appeared on one of his albums. Awesome. A guest solo. Right on, man. Um, right on. So that that's a, a good little list there. I'm going to have to give that one a good listen and go on a walk and explore that album for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about, like, uh, what was your first album you ever purchased? And even if it's embarrassing, you know, we didn't all, you know, have that cool older brother that gave us, you know, the Minor Threat album or something. What was the uh, first album that you ever purchased on your own with your own money? Uh, the first one that I purchased myself was Power Slave by Iron Maiden. Oh, well, there you go. What about the first concert you ever went to? Do you do you recall? Uh, funny enough, uh, first concert I went to was with my uh, now wife and uh, at the time girlfriend, 30 Seconds to Mars. That was my first proper concert that I went to. Okay, right on. And what's uh, now that we're talking about concerts as in like, you know, we're being nostalgic for a month ago or two months ago. What was the last concert you went to? 
Uh, last concert I went to was actually Zoth. Oh, cool. Yeah, that band rips. Yeah. yeah. Right on, man. Well, um, what uh, <clears throat> what uh, suggestion would you give to, um, I mean, you know, obviously, don't give away too much because I want to, uh, people to actually pay to take lessons from you. But if you could just give a couple, um, you know, uh, things to uh, anyone that's listening now and, and, and uh, might be wanting to, you know, pick up an instrument or, you know, uh, kind of further their craft and maybe isn't as confident. Is there any uh, kind of words of advice you'd give them? Um, some simple advice is uh, just to visualize yourself doing it, you know better you know just kind of have a concept of you know if i want to be a guitarist on stage what would that actually be like can i actually imagine myself doing that mm-hmm. that's kind of a step that i think everyone should take and just kind of visualize what their goals are right on man well uh i appreciate you taking the time for this interview and uh we're actually going to go into a couple more songs uh marbles and pipe dreams um i know you know there's no real time frame with uh the the current insanity of the world and whatnot but uh what um what are your uh plans uh once all we get on the other side of this uh for the rest of 2020 anything you're looking forward to i'm just looking forward to you know daily human interaction again just you know <laughs> Imagine being that. able to walk into a restaurant freely or you know work normally actually be able to like you know see the kids and teach them music uh you know face to face Imagine that. Yeah, catch up with coworkers, actually, you know, drink coffee with somebody, you know. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, like I said, uh, we're going to go into a couple more songs. We got Marbles and Pipe Dreams. Uh, Ilya Ignatov, uh, how can people find uh, find your music online? Just one quick uh, little shout out for all your socials and whatnot. Um, I'd say just, you know, check it out on Bandcamp or, you know, Apple Music or Spotify once you figure out how to spell my name. I'll do it. I L Y A I G N A T O V. Did I get it right? There you go. Yeah, yep, I got thank it right. You very much. Awesome. All right, dude. Here's a couple songs. Ilya Ignatov is loud and local. Stay home sessions.
to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 